Welcome to the Get Well, Get Money podcast. My name is Robert Briggs Glover, the ex-fat boy turned fitness entrepreneur. This podcast is about life transformation, body, mind, finances. And I'm going to be using the lessons that I've learned and the lessons that my guests have learned in order to get you guys on the right path towards wellness and wealth. What's going on, squad? Welcome back to the podcast. I am in an amazing space. I have a lot of things going on in my head, all good things. And it's, it's things that I really can't articulate right now for the simple fact that I think uh, um, I don't I don't think I would be able to find the words to give it justice. And I don't want to spook anybody out. But there's a lot um, going on on a spiritual level. But I'm not going to dive into that because I know that stuff kind of spooks people out. I remember being one of those people. Um, but hold on before I, before I disconnect from spirituality because trust me this this podcast is not about to be about spirituality at all i'm not going to talk about spirituality um but psychology let's talk about psychology real quick because fitness i believe is 80 percent, 90 percent psychology and if you look at the word psychology it comes from the root word psyche and if you look up psyche in the dictionary right now like you can even pause this right now and do it yourself. If you look up the word psyche, it says the human soul, mind, or spirit. But then when you look up the word psychology, it mentions it doesn't mention anything about the human spirit or soul. You know, the word psychology means uh, the definition is the scientific study of the human mind and its function, especially those affecting behavior in a given context. How do you take spirit and soul out of the practice of psychology? Anyway, that's a whole nother topic. Um, today, I'm going to be discussing five habits that changed my life. Now, I made a video about this um, last week sometime. And see, this is the thing I, that I don't like about YouTube. They, the viewers on YouTube have a very short attention span and the, the platform actually encourages creators to kind of speak about things on a very surface level. We don't, you don't have much more time. You don't have much time to really get in depth about some of these really deep concepts and, and topics. And that's why I love podcasting. It allows me to, to just dig a little bit deeper. So that's I'm gonna that's what I'm gonna do today. I'm gonna take the opportunity to dig a little bit deeper um, into this this subject of the five habits that will transform your body and your life drastically. Before we get into that, guys, please, I want you to right now pause this and leave a leave a review on iTunes. If you're listening on iTunes, please leave a review. That helps the channel, that helps the podcast grow uh, in a way where, you know, I don't want to get into algorithms, but it's it's very helpful. Let's say that it's very helpful. And also, if you're not listening on iTunes or if you still are, I want you to screenshot it, screenshot the podcast, share it on social media, share it on Twitter, at me on Twitter, at Bricks Fitness, B-R-I-X Fitness. And uh, yeah, on Instagram, on Facebook really share the podcast. I'm trying to get this this message, get this energy out to the world because I I'm growing in a in a into a place 
where I, I feel like I'm being, hey, uh, look at me, I'm about to get spiritual again. My bad. All right, let's keep it moving. So look, uh, habit number one, and I mentioned this in the video, <laughs> obviously. I'm, let me let me just go. All right, habit one, reading, right? Now, I used to not, <laughs> I hated reading. And I hate, I don't even like using the word hate, but I used to hate reading. It was something that challenged me on a very, very deep level. And if you allow me to, to go into a rabbit hole real quick, usually the, the things that challenge us the most are the pathways to the biggest growths personally. Right. So for me, it was reading. I didn't like to read. I, I mean, I read decently, you know, <laughs> but uh, it was something that challenged me. I would fall asleep. I would, you know, my my attention deficit would kick in. I wouldn't be able to focus on what I'm reading. I would read pages at a time and not grasp any of the information. It was just not a positive experience for me. But inversely, reading ended up being one of the things that changed my life on a level that I would have difficulty finding words for. Um, it opened my mind, literally. And again, psychology, all of life is psychology. All of it is psychology. And a big part of the reason why my life sucked so bad was because I was in the dark about a lot of things. Um, ignorance causes a lack of confidence. Things you don't know will make you feel bad about yourself. They, it, will, it will, you won't have the information to really conceptualize or to, to, to put the proper contact context, um, in place, like the, you know, the things that are happening in your life, you won't be able to put them into proper context in a way where they don't destroy you mentally or physically for that matter. So reading was one of those things that it just erased slowly, right? Very slowly. It erased my ignorance about things and coming from the inner city, you know, I'm from Brownsville, Brooklyn. I grew up in a place where education wasn't important. It wasn't uh, celebrated. I grew up in a place where people have very small minds with very limited views on, on life. And as a result of coming up in that soil, I, I kind of had the same views. You know, I was very limited in my beliefs about my, you know, my own abilities. I, you know, you in my hood, if you ended up buying a Benz and you had the new Jordans when, you know, when they, when it came out, then you were successful. And I used to think that that was success and in reading, right. And of course, traveling, and I'll get into that a little bit later in the podcast was one of those things that, that just broke my mind free of a lot of the limitations. So in the beginning, I didn't have money to travel and travel is one of those things that I, I believe are very understated is, is very understated when it, when it comes to personal development, when it comes to growth. So a big part of my growth happened when I began to travel. And that's why I believe if you have if you have a thousand dollars in your bank account, right? Well, let me say this: if I have a if I have a thousand dollars in my bank account, I would spend eight hundred of it on a trip. 
that's how powerful and impactful travel has has been to my in my life. So don't don't continue to tell yourself that you can't afford it. Don't continue to tell yourself that you don't have the time. Make a way to make it happen. Make a way to travel. Prioritize it. You won't regret it. Anyway, I'm getting off the subject. So reading. So um, I actually wrote a... No, nah, I didn't write it. I made a book. I, what the hell am I talking about? Bricks. Focus, bro. Let me drink some water. I'm out here tripping. I made a video that highlighted some of my favorite books, some of the books that changed my life. And I've been actually reading those books again. Some of these books I read six years ago, five years ago, when I was a a fraction of who I am today. And what I mean by that is um, in growth. And I have a put like this. I still feel like I'm an infant when it comes to who I'm going to become by the end of my life, let's say. And um, four years ago, I wasn't even I wasn't even a sperm cell. Let's just say that oh, this is getting gross. But anyway, um, I, I do believe any video you watch or any book you read that changes your life, you should definitely read it again. Give your time. Give yourself some time to grow, to learn some more, to gain some some other uh, unique insights, and to change your value system, and then reread that book. I bet you it's a totally different experience. Um, but let me let me interject right when I say reading. I simply just mean educating yourself. You don't have to have a physical book. You don't have to sit there and read. Um, mem- you know, like big, thick books. You don't have to do that. What you can do is listen to podcasts like this one. This is educating yourself. And that's all I mean. You can listen to audiobooks. I don't care how you get that information into your head, but you have to, uh, I guess, funnel or channel the knowledge of some of these great authors who have written books that pretty much capture a life of experiences and delivers it to you in a way where you can learn from them and that's so valuable and I don't want that to go over your head I want you to really chew on that for a second you know there it takes a lifetime it takes a lifetime to really gather wisdom right and when someone gifts that wisdom to you I want you to take advantage of it there's so much wisdom in books. Anyway, I'm going to move on to the next one. I guess you, I'm pretty sure you guys get the point by now. Um, habit number two that I want to talk about is the habit of not avoiding discomfort. The habit of not avoiding discomfort. Now, hmm, I kind of go back and forth with this. Right. But I'm going to speak to you guys from a from a perspective of um, a person who understands the value of challenge. Right. Of challenging yourself. And I want you to know that challenge doesn't have to feel bad. It doesn't have to feel um, 
super strenuous, but most of the time it does. So let's talk about it from that perspective. Um, fat bricks, you know, when I was fat, when I was broke, when I was in dysfunctional relationships with other people, with myself, um, a big part of the reason why I was in that scenario is because I did, I did everything I could to avoid being uncomfortable. I didn't want to like reading made me uncomfortable and I avoided reading. So I avoided personal growth, which means I avoided, um, getting to the other side of life, getting to, you know, to the part of life where I was able to tap into my joy and start attracting amazing things into my life. Right. And I'm not talking about things per se. I'm talking about my wife and my calling, you know, my purpose my audience, my YouTube channel, all the things that bring me true joy. I wouldn't have been able to to tap into that stuff. I wouldn't have been able to attract that stuff into my life had I not faced the challenge of not wanting to read. Right. And that's just one example. Um, another example, I <laughs> and this kind of all falls in line. The challenge of exercise. It was something that I was ignorant about. Right. So that adds a layer of complexity that adds a layer of resistance to exercise was the fact that I didn't, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. So going back to reading, I started reading. I read about exercise. I watched videos. I educated myself, which made it less intimidating. Right. But if I didn't face the challenge of, of the discomfort of educating myself, I would have never discovered that. Then I would have never discovered fitness. And I wouldn't, I would have never had the courage to step into the gym. Right. You see how all this stuff kind of goes hand in hand. So another example of, you know, uh, uncomfortable situation that we all avoid are uncomfortable conversations, right? When you're whether it's with your family, you know, your, let's say your mom, she wants the best for you. God bless her. But she she doesn't want you to pursue your dreams. Right. And you have an all sorts of conflict about that. And you want to have this conversation with her to let her know that, listen, I'm going to follow my heart. But you don't do it. You avoid it. You don't. You, and then that prevents you from ever making a move on pursuing your dream. Right. That's just one example. Or a relationship. You're in a toxic relationship and you're afraid, right? You 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 have this you have this gut, this feeling in your gut that every time you try to have the conversation to remove yourself from the situation, you don't have the courage to do it. You don't have the courage to push push past that that feeling of of resistance, right? You gotta you gotta step into that. And like for me, it was creditors too, right? I. I, I had amounted this big mountain of debt that I was in. I was intimidated by anytime I got letters in the mail. I didn't want to open them. I never wanted to look at. Um, and, I, you know, don't get me wrong. It still makes me uncomfortable. But I've gotten to the place where I take things head on. Anytime something makes me afraid. I make sure that when I acknowledge the fear. When I acknowledge the anxiety, I don't back down. That's that 
my default used to be, okay, this made me afraid. This is, this is something that if I, if I walk into it, it's going to cause more, more discomfort, then I'm just going to back out. I'm going to try to mask this feeling, uh, or just, you know, move on to something else, right? I'm not going to open this letter from the IRS. I'm not going to pick up the phone and have this conversation with my mom or my girl, right? I'm not going to have it because it's just, it's hard. So now when I identify that I'm in that moment and I'm, I'm facing something that makes me uncomfortable, but I know, and we all know this, we all know that having that conversation is what, you know, what's going to help make things better in your life, right? I know calling my creditors in the past, right? Calling my creditors, despite how afraid I was, was something that was going to make my life better. I'll be able to, you know, maybe work out a deal with my creditors where I get a, a program. I get on a, a payment program of some sort, right? But if I if I don't have the courage to make that phone call, everything stays the same. I still live with the weight of the debt on me, right? And then I'm not able to attract ways to pay the debt off. And next thing you know, right? And if you have if you have areas in your life, right? where this is the case, right? Let's say it's three areas of your life, five areas of your life where you're afraid and you know there's things you should do, but you don't do them because it makes you uncomfortable. And if you have three to five areas of your life, right? For example, you know, debt, uh, a bad relationship, exercise, you know, you're not consistently exercising and, and eating properly or, you know, whatever, whatever it is that challenges you, right? If you want to pursue your dreams, you want to start a business, whatever it is, but you haven't taken the steps. If you don't, you are going to forever be trapped in your current circumstance, period. If you if your life sucks right now, if you're not happy, if you don't experience joy every single day. And and these things, right, these areas of your life that you haven't addressed, if they have anything to do with why your life sucks, if you don't make the move, your life is going to suck forever. And you you cannot be okay with that. You have to not be okay with that. You have to have the courage to take things head on and just know that you are strong enough to get through anything. Listen, there's not a scenario in your life that you can think of right now that you weren't able to get through. Think about that. There's nothing. You made it this far. You're listening right now. You're here and you're here for something great. And especially if you're listening to this podcast, you're definitely here for something great. Right? But I want you to I want you to know what great looks like for you. Don't compare it to me. Don't compare it to your cousin. Don't compare it to the other people you watch on on TV. I want you to define your own greatness. Anyway, let's move on to the next habit. So habit three is planning. You have to strategize life. You have to have some sort of strategy. You have to have some sort of plan in place, right? And, and that plan is going to it's going to change. 
it's not it's not i'm not telling you go ahead and grab a pen and paper and map out the next 50 years of your life perfectly that's not going to happen that's not what i'm saying but we are we are all whether we acknowledge it or not we are all purpose driven that's what wakes us up that's what you know energizes us that's what um on those that's what gets us through the the challenges in life that's what gives us the the courage to face the things that make us uncomfortable it's it's purpose it's it's the it's there's no other way to say it it's our purpose it's the reason why we were born it's the reason why god created us we all have very unique gifts and abilities and assignments attached to our life right and it's so easy for us to look at the simplicity of our lives and 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 make and let it make us feel insignificant i don't care if your purpose is to take care of your children right to be a pure source of love for your kids. I don't care if your purpose is to, I don't know, find and collect rare bugs and study them or bird watch. I don't care what, whatever it is that lights you up on the inside. That that's what you should be doing with your life. And there's a purpose for it. There's a, there, there's something that adds to the collective, right? I'm, I'm not going to get too whimsical on you guys right now, but it's something that your unique interest, your unique gift, there's something there that all of us need, right? And if you don't pursue it, you're doing a disservice to humanity. Anyway, so I, I kind of got off on a tangent right there, but planning. I want you to start with an outcome and you can just take this one day at a time. You don't have to plan your years. You don't have to plan your months. You can just plan, start by planning your day, focus on what your outcome is for your day, right? So that's why understanding your purpose is so important because when you know where you're trying to go, right? If you have goals set that align with your purpose, then you have the information that you need to strategize your days, your weeks, your months, your years. So think about the outcome. So for me, one of my big goals is I want to. So my big, big goal is I want to I want to eradicate or I want to contribute to the eradication of obesity globally. But I have to break that down into chunks. I can't. From where I sit right now, I can't say, listen, I'm going to get rid of obesity all over the world. Like there's steps, there's levels, there's there's things I have to learn. There's abilities I have to develop. There's relationships I have to make. There's skills. I There's so much that I have to do in order to make that happen. But I have to break it down. Right. So that's my ultimate outcome. Right. That's my ultimate goal. Um, but the goal that I'm working on right now is to transform 1000 bodies to be a part of 1000 people's transformation. So with that, right, let's make this tangible. So if that's the goal over the next two years, w- now break that goal down into action items. 
right? So I would have to acquire clients, right? In, in order to be a part of people's transformation, I have to be a part of people's transformation. I have to coach them or I have to, you know, help them with their meal planning. I have to develop uh, an e-learning course, uh, uh, give them tools that will help them adapt the psychology that they need in order to make this transformation happens happen because weight loss is not just a, it's not about the mechanics the mechanics are easy we all know what we have to do in order to transform our bodies we all know what we have to do we all know what we have to eat it, but it's more so about the psychology and i think that's what my unique offering is to the fitness space i'm here to help people learn the psychology that will set them up for success with acquiring a healthy lifestyle. And that's what I have to do. But anyway, back to the tangible. So the outcome is 1000 transformations. So based on that, yet yeah, it's a big outcome still, right? So let's let's break that down even further. Oh no, I was talking about what do I, what would I have to make happen in order to transform 1000 people's bodies. I have to acquire clients. I have to develop products and systems and other sort of tools and resources that will help people. That's okay. That's I remember now that will help people gain the psychology they need in order to be successful. Right. So, so today, for instance, it was on my to-do list to do this podcast because for one, I am educating people on my process. For two, I am sharpening my communication skills and learning how to tap in to to um, my gifts, right? Learning how to tap into my gifts, learning how to, to communicate what's on my my heart to people. Right. That's that's another uh, upside of doing this podcast. Um, another thing on my action item today, right, based on my goal of a, a tra- transforming a thousand people's bodies, um, it's to read. <laughs> this is all going to tie together. It's all tying together, you know, so I have. A block of time scheduled for reading. I have a block of time scheduled for meditation. I have a block of t- block of time scheduled for this podcast that I put on my calendar and I plan it out. I don't just let the day take me where it goes. I have an outcome that I'm that I'm looking for for the end of the day. That outcome is I want to have worked on my skills and my psychology and my ability to create products, services that will help transform the lives of people, of my clients, right? That's my outcome, to get a little bit better at serving you guys. So based on that outcome, I scheduled reading, I scheduled meditation, I scheduled podcasting, I scheduled time to film a video, right? Because at the end of this day, I would have gotten better based on my outcome. So whatever your outcome is, whatever your goal is, you want to plan it. So I write it down. I, I put it on my to-do list. I, I, I use Trello. I, I put my Trello list, and in the morning, I schedule the time out. I block it. I put it on my calendar. 
I have three hours for this. I have two hours for that. I have 90 minutes for this. I have an hour for that. And it's all my schedule. Do I follow it to a T every single day? No. Sometimes things take longer than I anticipate. But I schedule it all out. All right. Next, the next uh, habit I want to get into is the habit of seeking joy. And I know, listen, it sounds corny, right? Seek, seek joy. <laughs> I want you all to seek joy. Become seekers of joy. Like, nah. I want you to always try to find something to feel good about. Listen, nothing good can come when you're when you're feeling bad. Nothing. You you can't you don't make good decisions, you don't have good interactions, you don't produce good work or products or whatever it is that you do from a bad place. Have you ever noticed, right, on the days where you're just like over the moon happy, how much more productive you are, how you seem to attract, you know, positive experiences and and positive people, you enjoy your workout more, everything's better when you feel good. So why not intentionally create that feeling every single day? Imagine how much impact, imagine how much growth, imagine how much money, imagine how much, uh, you know, health you'll acquire from that place. And you have to, you can't just let life dictate, like when you wake up in the morning and you're like, okay, let me see, how am I feeling? Do I feel good today? Do I not feel good today? If you don't feel good, why don't you do something to make yourself feel good? Why don't you choose joy? Why don't you choose feeling good? I don't understand why you wouldn't. And there's something, right? And if you get a little analytical on the days where you're feeling amazing, What is it that made you feel good? Assess it. Why do you feel good, right? What what, what is it? What did you do that made you feel good? Or what happened that made you feel good? And And once you figure that out, do it every freaking day. Do it every day. And you got to get to the place where you're able to generate your own joy from inside of you. Not you don't need your wife. You don't need your boyfriend. You don't need your cousin. You don't need good news. You don't need good weather. You don't need nothing. You don't need anything. You're able to control it through this this amazing tool. I'm about to put y'all on. This is how you seek joy. This is how you create joy in your life every day. You ready? It's called gratitude. Be grateful. I don't care who you are, what your situation is, what you, you know, what you have to deal with on a day-to-day basis. There's always something to be grateful for. Always. There is always something to be grateful for if you look hard enough. If you don't focus on everything wrong, if you don't listen to the negative chatter of your mind, if you fight with that and you look deep enough, 
every single time you will find something to be grateful for. And I want you to do that because that's how you create joy. All right, let's move back. Let's move on. Um, the habit, habit five, and I'm going to have all of this stuff in the show notes, guys. You'll have uh, access to my notes. Um, habit five. I want you to reflect, right? Have, develop the habit of reflection. And it sounds very over, you know, it sounds over simple. Like, yeah, I want you to reflect. But what I mean by that is um, I want you, I, for, for example, here's two ways to, to reflect. This is how I reflect through journaling, right? Journaling and meditation. Those are the two ways that I reflect. Uh, and I like to compare journaling or, you know, any sort of reflection to an athlete, right? Let's say you're a cornerback and you watch you watch a game film, right? You're studying the mechanics of a game, right? You're studying a particular quarterback. How does he move? What are what is what are his tendencies? What are his little signals, right? And you use that information to strategize how you approach the game. So the same thing can be said for you in your day and what you do. You study. You're basically studying your own moves, and based on the results that those moves or or those thoughts or those actions produced, right? Based on the results. You use that information to strategize. So, for instance, if you're if you woke up this morning and the first thing you thought about were your bills and it made you upset. Right. It put you in a bad place. And from this place, you went to brush your teeth and now you're not feeling good. And you went to you went to shove the toothbrush in your mouth and you chipped your tooth. So now you're thinking about your, your bills. Now you have a chipped tooth as well. And then you're like, you're angry, right? You're like, fuck, you know, you're getting dressed. You put your socks on inside out because you chipped your tooth and you chipped your tooth because you woke up thinking about something that didn't make you feel good, right? So at the end of the day, right, your day spirals out of control. And when you go to write about this, because in the moment, you don't realize what's going on. You don't realize why your day went so bad. You're just like, yo, I just had the worst day. And you don't realize that it was because of that very first thought you thought when you woke up. But if you write that stuff down at the end of the day, then you'll start being you're start, you'll start to be able to identify the, the things that are making you either get closer to a state of joy or closer to your goals or put you further away. But if it happens on a subconscious level and you don't have a tool or a process in place that uh, that will allow you to learn what's going on on that brings the subconscious actions to a conscious level, then you you you're out of control. Literally, you have no control. So Focus on intentionally reflecting on your day. Now, that could be through journaling. Like I said, it could be through meditation. It could be through having a conversation with your wife. Like, okay, this happened today. My day started like this. Then this happened. 
and then I felt this, right? Find some questions. And matter of fact, I'll include in the show notes what questions I ask myself in my journaling. And just, you know, scribble down a few words based on these questions. And you'll be surprised at what you discover from from just doing this, right? But none of this stuff work if, if you're not committed to it. If you don't, if you, if you don't find a way to be consistent with it. Now, consistency doesn't mean every single day. But over a long period of time, you have consistency, right? Let's say over a year, if you, like, I journal every day, right? I journal every day. But you don't have to. If, if you can commit to journaling once a week, right? And you get 52 journal entries in a, in a year, that's great. Go at your pace. Be kind to yourself. Allow your process to happen organically, right? Just put one foot in front of the other every single day. That's all you can do. That's all you can do. Set the clear intention to find some consistency in things that will change your life. And these five habits, I promise you, if you put this stuff into play, they will change your life. All right, squad, until next week, I love you guys. Share the podcast.